Trader, Trade Trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Another guest today, we have Vortex, who's a software developer, content creator, public speaker, and host of the Bitcoin News Show, which is on the World Crypto Network YouTube channel. So thank you very much, Vortex, for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Cobb, for having me. No, it's an absolute pleasure. I've, I've definitely gone through and had a look at some of the stuff on your YouTube channel. I love it. I think uh, you cover a lot of different points, um, some very interesting areas that I think we should discuss on the show today, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners will be very interested in. Um, but before we go there, do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey into crypto, how you become uh, the voice that you are, and, and sort of, I guess, what got you started? Sure, absolutely. So uh, I've been in Bitcoin now for about five years, kind of got in about the end of 2012, sort of early 2013. And so I, it was already kind of on my purview, uh, uh, in my on my radar, kind of on my periphery, because I am a software developer. So I've been a uh, software developer now for actually about 10 years before I found Bitcoin. <laughs> so now about 15 years, uh, spe- specifically focusing in uh, web application development with, uh, with ASP.NET. And so I was kind of uh, already... Um, it, I knew a couple of friends that were into it, and as well as how I actually found it was I found an article on Gawker about the Silk Road. And so I went and took, to, took a look, and I just couldn't believe that this was possible. you know. So after looking into it, I, lo- I looked into it and figured out, oh, wow, uh, this is actually happening. Uh, Bitcoin is a real thing. And after that, you know, you just kind of dive deep down the rabbit hole. And uh, as far as uh, you know, being in the space, uh, being public in the space and, and, and being a commentator and such, uh, really, I st- all, the journey all, all started back in Coindesk in 2014, uh, where I started doing a lot of commenting on Coindesk, on articles. And there was kind of a bigger community back then. This was kind of really before crypto Twitter took off. And so there was a big community there. I spoke a lot about there, and then that wasn't enough for me. So I, I started a show, a YouTube show there in the fall of 2015, and that wasn't quite enough for me. So I started a Twitter account. And uh, so I've been doing that ever since uh, with my Twitter account and my YouTube show there on the World Crypto Network. Uh, I've been just trying to inform people about Bitcoin and really how World Crypto Network and myself kind of really got um, – Kind of blew up in the spaces during the scaling debate uh, last year. I was a pretty big uh, proponent there uh, for, uh, for uh, Segwit for the core development um, and, and that and uh, for the user activated software. So from there is kind of where my following really started growing. Uh, and uh, ever since then, I've just been continuing to uh, create more shows and uh, continue to comment uh, with my Twitter account. Yeah, well, you've certainly got a big following there, mate. The one thing I did pick up on is that you said you have been in Bitcoin since 2012, 2013. Now, question, I know you're a big advocate for Bitcoin. I know it's like your firstborn child. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's it's my baby. <laughs> yeah, it's your baby. So, I mean, look, obviously, Bitcoin is Bitcoin. It, it's it's the OG. It's the natural um, beginning for most people. It's, uh, it is what it is. And uh, obviously, it's done extraordinarily well, especially since you've been in for such a long time. Now, what I do want to ask you is, are there any other crypto assets that you've invested in, or are you kind of just a traditionalist and you've done well enough from Bitcoin that you're kind of happy to just stick with the big dog? Well, really, uh, my full-time job pretty much is uh, in the Bitcoin space is basically analyzing and commenting on Bitcoin. So um, I I really almost don't even have time for anything else. There's actually so much happening in Bitcoin these days, uh, you know, between Lightning and sidechains and confidential transactions. Uh, it, it's really just kind of blowing up. And uh, really, uh, trying to follow other coins is, is kind of not even worth it for me because uh, Bitcoin to me really is the only uh, public decentralized uh, 
blockchain at scale. Uh, there really is no other blockchains at scale. The closest you could call maybe would be Ethereum, but even that, that's not nearly at scale uh, when, you're, when you're talking about global, uh, when you're talking about decentralized. So Bitcoin is the only global decentralized public blockchain at scale. And so for me, that's kind of the most important thing because you see, I'm, I'm really not here for crypto kitties. I'm really not here to, <laughs> to save the, the, the banks or the central banks a couple of fee, uh, processing fees. Uh, I'm here to, you know, to steal, uh, you know, lightning from the gods. I'm here to steal fire from the gods. I'm here to reshape <laughs> money as we know it as we as we you know as we are thinking about it what's happening right now around the world is this global financial renaissance where people are waking up to realize what is money you know what uh, and how should we think about it and so with the world all thinking about this at, uh, at the same time it's been an amazing journey to watch uh, more and more people find out about bitcoin and then go to altcoins thinking there's something better and then come back to bitcoin again realizing that again bitcoin is the only <laughs> public blockchain uh, at scale the only public decentralized blockchain at scale so for me uh, i have never uh, invested in anything else. I actually don't even think about uh, Bitcoin as an investment so much as I thinking about it, uh, so, so much as I think about it as a savings account, a store of value, so to speak, basically, you know, almost like an S&P 500. So, so to, this is a store of value. And so there's, it's not so much an investment. And there's a million other tokens out there. And look, there's a lot of experimentation going on. And that's great. Uh, we love to see all this experimentation. But at the end of the day, the only really thing that's interesting to me is Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is the only thing that's actually trying to change money. Money as we know it, money as we understand it, uh, trying to uh, reform the central banking model that we've been stuck with for the several past several centuries. And uh, so this is where the wealth transfer is going to happen. This is uh, the new oil. This is the new uh, micro, the new silicon chip. This is the new microprocessor. This is the new internet. And uh, really, this is the the third wave of the internet and the fifth version of money, the fifth app version of, uh, of money abstraction that humanity has understood. And uh, this is a game changer, a brand new asset class uh, sent from you know, from, from wherever, right. From, from the anonymous creator Satoshi. And, and this is, this is, uh, where I believe the most interesting work is being done. Okay. Well, look, you're, uh, you're an absolute traditionalist, uh, to Bitcoin. You've just explained it as, as, you know, this is your world. You, you comment on it, you commentate it. You're always keeping up on it. Uh, I know that uh, you've come to the show via, uh, Trace, who's also a very big Bitcoin, uh, original gangster, so to speak, OG, uh, one of the very first who, who sort of put calls out there. So I got some pretty interesting insights from him. I want to know what what you think right now. I mean, you just said you just said you know there's there's so much going on in Bitcoin right now that's exciting. Do you want to uh, elaborate on that a little bit? As to you know, we know the Lightning Network, we know these bits and pieces. What else is going on in the background of Bitcoin? Because of, of Effectively, there seems to be a lot of hum and, and chitter and chatter about everything else. Uh, and, and a lot of time, Bitcoin, the major things that are going on are sort of overlooked. I mean, if you thought, think about now, I think it's, something came out in the news, has something like um, Ethereum's now got more addresses than Bitcoin or something along those lines. I, I, did, I read the headline. I couldn't read the whole story but um, because I had to come into this, this, uh, this interview. But, I mean, what is going on at Bitcoin now uh, that you find to be particularly exciting for the future of not just Bitcoin but transacting globally with, uh, with our own currency? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I think the way you were referring to is that it may have been uh, either transactions might have surpassed Bitcoin because they do have a lot of transactions, or it might have been the actual uh, blockchain size. Because that's kind of why, in my opinion, Ethereum that we've been saying at the World Crypto Network, uh, we've been saying for years that Ethereum is it ca simply can't scale. It is not designed to scale. It's designed to be this world computer uh, that's supposed to execute transactions on everybody's you know computer around the world uh, with with these nodes. And and it's it's kind of a, a ridiculous proposition when we. Have 
have um, much more efficient processing uh, mechanisms such as AWS, uh, Amazon Web Services, and, and Microsoft Azure. Uh, we have these cloud-based uh, web services already. And yeah, um, the, you know, the 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 the, uh, the point of Ethereum is that uh, quote unquote the code can't be stopped or shut down, right? But that's not that's not entirely true. We've seen the code. Uh, we've seen the fact that code is not law because they can fork their chain. And so if code is not law, and now we've seen them uh, d um, disabled their um, difficulty bomb once again, which is that the 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 uh, method that was going to go into effect for them to eventually leave proof of work and go to proof of stake. We've seen them push that back year after year after year. So at the end of the day, it's not decentralized. It is a centralized platform. And that to me is just not very interesting. And and again, with, with, this, with its scalability issues, uh, it, it's uh, at this point going to, in my opinion, be within a year run entirely in data centers. Like you will no longer be able to validate the chain yourself. You'll no, be able, no longer be able to download the chain yourself. Uh, it will be just an entirely uh, centralized uh, token, which again is no different uh, uh, than a database, except the database is much more efficient. Uh, as far as why, like, uh, you know, as far as, um, you know, the, the amount of things in Bitcoin, uh, there's just so many. And you, you kind of, um, you kind of hand waved away lightning right there. You're like, we know about lightning, but tell us, but, but yeah, tell, tell us more, tell us from your point of view. You got it. Yeah. Give it, give us some detail, man. Absolutely, man. Cause I got to tell you, cause there's just so much happening in lightning. Uh, we have all these different technologies that are happening within lightning and something actually just re was released the other day, something called L2, uh, spelled E L. TOO, which is which is a play on the word uh, layer two. Uh, this would this allows to have multiple parties in a single channel, in a single lightning channel. So uh, you can have multiple you know people uh, working with a single channel, where before it was only just kind of like a one to one. Uh, so there there are some interesting things with lightning, as well as um, multi path payments, where this is going to allow you to send transactions through multiple channels at once. Uh, and uh, there's so many there's so many things. Those are just a couple things just within lightning itself. And see, I believe the light. I, I believe that Lightning is going to be the World Wide Web over the internet. So Bitcoin is going to be the internet and Lightning will be the World Wide Web that connects all the internet together. So uh, what you have is, you have, uh, what happened was is with, um, with, with the classic internet, uh, everybody was just you know typing in HTTP addresses. Um, nobody actually could find anybody, right? We, there was no search, so to speak. There was a couple of forums and things like that. But with the with the World Wide Web, what was created was this application layer, this application stack on top of the internet that everybody could build uh, build upon. And what they built was websites. And what they built with these websites were new programming languages. And what happened was this entirely new economy took off, right? So Bitcoin is another wave of this internet uh, of this World Wide Web. As Andreas likes to say, this is the third wave of the internet. The, this last one being Web 2.0, um, and so uh, you know, Lightning being this 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 connect this connection, this gateway uh, that's going this platform that's going to connect all the other blockchains together. So in the future, when you want to interact with with uh, with a blockchain, which and the only you know important one will be Bitcoin, you'll want to have your chain or your or your coin or your blockchain interact with the Lightning network, so you can then interact with Bitcoin, so you can then interact with everything else, because Bitcoin is the internet of money. You see, it, it's the store of value that backs up the entire space. Uh, it's well, it, as well as the unit of account that we use for almost every single altcoin. And eventually with Lightning now, it's going to be the main medium of exchange. All crypto transactions will happen you know, over the top of Lightning or uh, uh, from chain to Lightning to chain. So it'll be the intermediary. And so it's this is why it's a really, really important layer above Bitcoin, because it is this, as I spoke about with the web, this is an application layer, an application stack that we can build on top of Bitcoin with. And it's encrypted by default, which means that there's huge amounts of privacy, and it uses something called onion routing. So it is it is completely secure and completely private. You know, nobody can read your transactions on the Lightning Network. Where the the first layer, you know, with Bitcoin is is very transparent. You can see, you know, the transactions. But with
with Lightning, it's actually completely encrypted by default. And again, super fast. We're talking about instant speeds here. We're talking about milliseconds. And in addition to that with the Lightning Network, you can do sub-Satoshi transactions, as in, as in transactions that are less than a Satoshi. And yeah, so that wow. is really, really, really amazing. I mean, you, know, you, you talk about other chains like Bitcoin Cash that are trying to do fast transactions and such, but no, no, no. Lightning is doing sub-Satoshi transactions for almost zero to no fee over the Lightning Network. That is game-changing. Now, of course- That have, is game-changing. It really is. And of course, you have to settle back to the blockchain in Satoshis, right? Like if you have less than a Satoshi, you won't be able to settle until you have a full Satoshi, but- this is uh, part of the the uh, the scaling that Bitcoin is going to bring this new application layer, this Internet of Money. So that's so I just wanted to just give you a little bit more information about the Lightning Network itself, um, because the, the Lightning Network is so important and there's so much work being done with that every single day. And I encourage you to follow uh, the Lightning Labs. There's a few different teams out there, uh, but the, the one the, the one with Elizabeth Stark, the one that got investment from uh, Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, is Lightning Labs. So I encourage everybody to follow Elizabeth Stark and follow Lightning Labs. Uh, because you will get a lot of information. Now, there is one more technology I'd like to speak about in Bitcoin that is um, going to take off. It's just going to be game changing, going to be huge. And this is sidechains, specifically the liquid sidechain being developed by Blockstream. So what this is now, the reason why they call it liquid is because the goal of this particular sidechain is to provide liquidity between exchanges and large partners. And so right now, as you know, with Bitcoin, you know, you have to wait for those six confirmations and um, it's kind of very public, you know, all your all of your addresses. But with this side chain, the transactions are similar to Lightning, except they're they're kind of um, on, on a separate network than Lightning. Uh, um, these these transactions can be instant as well, and as well it can be encrypted. Now uh, the difference is, is that instead of running a Lightning node to to propagate the transactions, you would run uh, a node that supports Liquid, and so uh, you would run this this Liquid software. And what this does is it creates this this network, this federated network of partners. Now it's not fully decentralized, but there is no central point of failure. So this fully federated network. Um, that is this liquid sidechain can transfer value between partners instantly. And I mean, within milliseconds, and they can transfer unlimited amounts, unlimited amounts, instantly, privately. That is pretty impressive. So question here, right? Based on, I mean, mind blowing stuff, like you've just sort of torn back another layer of the young in. Uh, so to speak, to use the phrase uh, that Lightning's using. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it, it's phenomenal what's going on in the space right now. It's, it's phenomenal what Bitcoin is doing. Now, I, I interviewed a lot of people, and I have interviewed a lot of people over the last few months that are fairly involved in different areas. Now, of course, you're very much in the Bitcoin realm. Uh, a lot of others are in crypto asset space, so using the blockchain um, to you know, tokenize certain businesses that are going to help to develop XYZ and to, uh, to benefit or just to do business in a different way. So, there's a lot going on, not just in Bitcoin, but across the entire space that is developing at an amazing rate of knots. Now, we've heard the statistics about the biggest brain drain of Silicon Valley going into blockchain, uh, bigger than when the internet actually occurred. So we know that there's a lot of hiring going on of very, very intelligent individuals. Now, question to you is this. The, the, the volatility that we see in the markets, obviously, Bitcoin's, you know, it, it had its uh, ridiculous, uh, you know, mid, mid run-up last year into December and, and the subsequent pullback. I mean, looking at where we are now and looking and understanding where Bitcoin's going to, why do you think the price is where it is? It, did it just go a bit gangbusters last year? Did it happen a little bit too fast? Was it just FOMO? Uh, do we still think that uh, Bitcoin is undervalued? Are there certain forces behind the drive lower in price? What are your thoughts around sort of 
the price relationship to tech relationship with Bitcoin at the moment? What are the issues? Sure. So first, let me uh, comment a bit on um, uh, the, the, reg- the rest of the space, because you said, you know, the, the technology is kind of growing exponentially. And it, it's true, there is a lot of technology that is kind of growing exponentially. However, what's not growing exponentially is the security, right? So we've seen all of these uh, these chains attacked like Verge and getting 51% attacked. Um, and there's there's been like three or four that's been, you know, in the last uh, couple of weeks here uh, that have all been attacked. Uh, Bitcoin Gold, of course, got 51% attacked. So these these chains, what's happening now is that w- the... Which which again, what we've been saying in the World Crypto Network for years is that most of these chains simply aren't secure, if they even have a mainnet implementation at all, right? Like Cardano does not have a mainnet implementation yet. Yet Weiss Ratings is giving them giving their technology review like an A minus or a B plus, even though it has these huge problems and the thing is programmed in Holes, Pascal. Yeah. The thing is programmed in Pascal that nobody knows how to use. So you know, it, it's just it's it, there is this um, disconnect between uh, the security and the technology because again, people are are seeing all these amazing cool things with virtual reality and all this stuff but the problem is that the security is not following this technology and so what's going to happen is most of these chains like cardano and, and like ethereum um and and uh, like even like these forks like bitcoin gold they are going to get attacked one time because at some point because they are in the wild see bitcoin was born in the wild like this it grew up like this from the very start so it's had nine years of security hardening with a, a security focused culture right that 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 makes sure that not one single you know satoshi is lost that makes sure that not one single satoshi uh, is going to have an error and so we've had this near 100% uptime for 9 plus years and despite the the blockchain itself growing larger and larger it continues to get more optimized we can continue to download and sync the chain now faster than ever faster than 2015 blocks get propagated faster than 2015 as Jameson Lop and others have have pointed out with their twitter feeds they they've shown these visual demonstrations so so Bitcoin, uh, you know, despite scaling and growing, it's also having its security and its optimization, you know, uh, uh, kept up with. And that's unfortunately not something you can say for the rest, uh, for most of these other chains like Cardano, like Ethereum. And so I just wanted to comment on that uh, because you know it's an exciting times and exci- exciting space. Blockchain is is everywhere and it's the hottest thing. But it's just important to be to be uh, aware of the security issues that are uh, really uh, just abundant with most uh, of these chains. So. Speaking towards the price now, um, it, it's been interesting because you know you asked about the technology versus the price and the disconnect there. So what we're really seeing is uh, the, fa- the the fundamentals of Bitcoin just be amazing. Like you know, Lightning Network launched on Mainnet has continuing more uh, has more and more development. We have the New York Stock Exchange, uh, Nasdaq, you know, announcing that they're going to interact with Bitcoin and somehow either with futures or a trading desk. We have all this news, uh, all this bullish news. More and more mining. Uh, you know, Samsung is going to now get into mining. Canon or Canon, however you want to pronounce it, just did a one billion dollar IPO. Uh, mining company in Japan. So we have all of this news. I mean, the, the hash rate itself continues to hit new records week after week. So it, all of the fundamentals are just extremely bullish with Bitcoin. However, the price in the short term is kind of always controlled by the market, right? By the market makers, so to speak. So what we have is uh, we have these fundamentals that are are just just unbelievable but then the 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 technical there's a disconnect there because the the there is so little liquidity in bitcoin that it can be really controlled and manipulated by some of these whales and some of these other players and in fact you know there was an investigation that was launched by the doj uh, that wants to look into bitcoin manipulation but the thing is is that it, it, you don't need a whole investigation to understand that because it's a little puddle it's going to get squashed squashed around a lot you know it's not going to for a few million dollars you can pretty much move the Bitcoin price uh, a little bit. Now, 
That's the short term. You see, the long term, if we look just back, if we zoom out just one year, like the price right now was only a couple grand or less. And if we zoom out just one year before that, it was just a few hundred dollars. So yes, Bitcoin is down from its all-time highs, right? Uh, lost 60, 70%. But this is what Bitcoin does. So it goes, it goes up, you know, just thousands of percent over time, then drops 85%, then goes up thousands of percent. You know, over a year to two years, and then drops eighty percent. So we we continue to have these eighty seven to eighty percent drops, but they're they're uh, you know they're followed by multi thousand percent gains. And so this is what Bitcoin continues to do over and over again. Because remember, it's not a bubble. Because what bubbles do is they crash, they go to zero. That's why we call them a bubble. But with Bitcoin, it continues to quote unquote crash right back down to previous highs. So Bitcoin, has, in my opinion, has never has never been a bubble. It, it is this. It follows what we call. Um, uh, th- these network effects. So these network effects is something you can see in uh, something like the internet, something like in mobile. These global changing technologies, they take off on an S-curve. And so this is what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin's price will follow the, the S-curve that the economics have set, which is this limited amount of 21 million coins, this every four years of having, this set amount of coins that will be uh, distributed by a certain amount of time. These economics have set up this S-curve price, and it will continue to follow this curve. And, th- and this curve leads us to multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars by 2022 and you know into millions of dollars uh, by 2028. Uh, and so this is just this curve that Bitcoin's going to follow. And the, the developers and the core development team uh, and the ethos of Bitcoin is going to make sure that we, that it gets there. We're not going to move fast and break things like Ethereum, right? We're not going to create DAOs or, or, or split off and fork off like Ethereum Classic. Uh, the, people can come and go as they wish. Uh, you know, and several developers have come and gone, like Mike Hearn and, and Gavin Andreessen. But at the end of the day, uh, the smartest people in the world are working on Bitcoin because Bitcoin attracts them. It is the Mount Everest of engineering feats. And so uh, it continues to attract uh, the, these people, the smartest people in the world, because they are solving some of the most difficult problems in the world. Well, you just mentioned a mountain. You mentioned Mount Everest. Let's talk of Mount Gox. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of talk about the uh, the wallet addresses, you know, money flowing in or money flowing out, and how you know there's all these theories about how the money, how they're dropping the market, it's hurting the market, yada yada yada. I mean, I, I know that you uh, you have an opinion on this. I know that you follow this. Um, I agree with you to a certain extent. Like looking at Bitcoin, it's very volatile. Uh, you take the good with the bad. Uh, if you're somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, you'll probably buy in the fear of missing out, running up, uh, and then you'll feel terrible when it pulls back, but you've got to hold through it. I, I'm somebody who's a trader. I, I, you know, at TraderCobb.com, which is the business that I educate people through, we look at technical analysis. I, I've been trading traditional markets for the last 12 years, so I, that's something that I'm very good at. And you can see, for me, you know, if I look at the monthly chart, which I'm doing right now, it's pulled back into my cradle zone, and it looks very, very bullish. It's had a big run-up. It's had a big pullback, and it looks as though, you know, whether it happens next week, next month, or we continue continue to consolidate for uh, a period of, of, of a number of months, it, it does look fairly strong at the moment, and it is a chart that I'm very, very interested in. Now, Mount Gox, there's, um, I can't remember how many are still left, 180,000 or something like that, I think it is, but are you seeing that? Is, is this a conspiracy theory? Is this fact? What's your opinion on the Mount Gox story? So, I mean, this did happen several years ago. And so, I mean, there, there's, there are a lot of he said, she said, but at the end of the day, you know, Mount Gox uh, did go under, it did quit. And uh, there is several hundred thousand uh, coins uh, that are being held by these, uh, by these lawyers in Japan. And so, uh, you know, there's, 
we have to kind of um, the market has to understand this and take this into account. Uh, it's unfortunate that the trustee is continuing to sell these thousands of coins on the open market, which of course drops the the price, and they have contributed immensely to this uh, correction because Bitcoin was due for a correction after seventy eight hundred dollars. After we surpassed seventy eight hundred dollars last year, we were due absolutely for a correction, and after seventy eight hundred, we went straight up. After seventy eight hundred, you could no longer predictably, you know. Uh, Try, try to um, use technical analysis or even fundamentals to, to figure out where the price was going to go. Because after 7800 it was all bets are off. People piled in. We went straight up. So we were definitely going to do for a correction. However, on the way down, you know, th- this trustee just continued to sell thousands and thousands and thousands of coins. And so it did continue to push uh, the price down. So that was a bit of that, um, you know, because uh, people are always screaming, you know, manipulation this, manipulation that. But look, there's always market forces. There's always things that's going to be uh, pushing around a tiny little market like we have. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, one day Bitcoin will be hundreds of thousands of dollars and into the millions. And when we get to that point, Bitcoin will won't be so volatile. It will be act more like a gold or a U.S. currency. You know, these forex markets. You know, they, they, we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars traded, right? And the and the the percentage of the prices barely move because that is a real trillions yeah, a day. Yeah, trillions yeah. a day. And, and that is a real liquid market. Now, Bitcoin's not there yet, but one day it will be there. And once it gets there, then of course the game is over. And if you haven't invested already, well then. Um, um, you might be out of luck, but again, you know, you're not going to have to invest directly into Bitcoin to benefit from Bitcoin because I didn't directly invest into Amazon or Google or Microsoft. But I can tell you that you know Microsoft made my whole career by allowing me by building .NET that I can program in for web development. You know, Google allowed me to search for anything I wanted, and Amazon allowed me to purchase anything I want and have it here in two days. So there's there's you don't have to directly invest into these companies to see the benefit. And the same will be with Bitcoin. Bitcoin will uplift all boats and it will bring all sorts of new economies of scale and new technology to the average person. So you know, uh, it's it's this trial by fire that you have to experience with these things like Mt. Gox as 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 these these dips that they come in. Uh, this, but this is not 2014 anymore. We're not going to have a two year bear market. You know, we are going to uh, have this little bit of a bear market, and I believe that we're going to correct and rally uh, this fall. And if not this fall, then then spring of next year, because this is 2018. There are so many billionaires that are just circling, just waiting for the best price to, to come in. Because you know, we've seen all these people like Jack Dorsey, you know, like like these billion dollar investment fund head hedge man. Um, managers that are just coming into these hedge fund managers that are talking about Bitcoin. We, we've seen JP Morgan and all the big banks talk about it. And so the world is, is aware now. And so at this point, uh, it's only a matter of time. Everybody is trying to get in before the 2020 halving. And so I very much expect a rally very soon, uh, if not this fall, then, then next spring. And But like you said, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have to hold through these things if you are a believer of this technology, because you really uh, it is a trial by fire. You're really not baptized in the fire until you have held through a 70% dip. <laughs> Absolutely, I could I couldn't agree more, and it's great to hear some positivity coming into the space. I mean, I've uh, I've never been more bullish uh, anything in my life as I am the entire crypto and blockchain space, and Bitcoin is obviously a big part of that. Now, I ask all my guests uh, on the show Vortex uh, a very simple question. Well, I think it's a simple question. It might not be so simple for you. I'm not sure, uh, but we, we 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 talk about blockchain, Bitcoin, uh, and the you know this crypto space, uh, and we compare it a lot to the internet. Okay, now we saw a boom and people call it a bust, but I, I don't believe that it was a bust because, you know, 
Um, it was basically, uh, you know, a phoenix rose from the ashes. It got a bit crazy, it got a bit stupid, and then we saw the Googles, and then we saw the Apples, and then we saw the Yahoo's, the Ebay's, uh, these sorts of companies uh, come out of that very serious fire in 2000. Now, we sort of started in 1993 with adoption, take-up, and actual, you know, transacting and uh, commerce being conducted on the web, and we sort of saw the subsequent uh, dip uh, of the mayhem in 2000. So with blockchain, with Bitcoin, where do you think we are? Are we at 1993 or are we more towards the year 2000 in your view? Yeah, so as far as with Bitcoin, um, you know, really, I guess in the space in general, we really are early days. If we're not late 80s, you know, then we're early 90s. Because remember, in uh, before the World Wide Web, we were typing in IP addresses, right? Every, there was Everything was command line based and that's where we are with Bitcoin, typing in these huge long addresses, all with command based, you know, command line based tools and things like that. So we're talking, you know, 89, like 1991. We're really, really early days. And I try to stress this on my podcast all the time. You know, I try to tell people that, look, this is still early days. It won't stop being early days for another five to 10 years. You know, after 10 years from now, okay, then we will have penetrated, you know, the world will basically be at where the iPhone is right now, you know, because the iPhone has only been out 10 years, right? And so it took, it took half a decade before that really started rolling with apps like Airbnb and Instagram and, and on and on. Uh, and, uh, and where we are today, of course, where everything has, uh, has an app available. And so uh, with Bitcoin, we're, we're, we're struggling with that. But again, this is going to move at exponential pace because it's software. So it, with the internet, we had to lay all these, uh, you know, all these hardware lines and all of this infrastructure. But with, with Bitcoin, it's simply software. So all we got to do now is run a software program. So it will happen very fast. Like with uh, with sorry with the with the iPhone, it was again more hardware. But with but with Bitcoin, this is software. So like Facebook, how Facebook spread just virally like that. This is how Bitcoin is going to spread very virally and very um, you know globally very fast. So we're really looking like um, we're, we're hopefully we'll have our Jeff Goldblum moment, so to speak, uh, uh, within uh, another couple of years, another three to five years. And at that point, you know, because the Jeff Goldblum moment I'm referring to, of course, is when he in 2001, advertised for the Macintosh, talking about everybody's got to get on this email thing. Your friends have heard about this email thing. I know you've heard about this email. You've got to try this email <laughs> thing now with this brand new iMac. And so we're really going to have that type of moment, I would say, within it. Uh, it's going to be sooner than the internet, right? Because every global changing technologies uh, penetrates the planet uh, quicker than the last one. So, you know, it took the internet 20, 30 years to really global. You know, we're going to do it inside uh, underneath 20. So we're going to do it in 10 to 15 tops. And Bitcoin's really only, uh, it's been around for nine years, but it's only been in the mainstream for since 2013 so really we've only kind of been around for five years so you know another five years from now uh and we're, we're going to start getting there and then 10 years from now yeah it'll be over well vortex it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show mate guys don't forget to jump across uh and get on the bitcoin news show uh, under the world crypto network youtube channel to get more from vortex mate is there anywhere else that uh, the listeners should be trying to get more information to find out more about you if so please let them know yeah, absolutely. So I do do my uh, uh, my YouTube show, the Bitcoin News Show on the World Crypto Network YouTube channel. I do that, try to do that every single Sunday. And we talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin technology there all the time. I have special guests and developers and, and companies and businesses. And so uh, really fun. We, we try to do that. And the World Crypto Network itself has a bunch of shows as well. So I encourage everybody to check that out. But as far as me, uh, you can just go to theonevortex.com or uh, Twitter at theonevortex and, and you'll find me. Excellent. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much, Vortex, for your insights into Bitcoin. It's been truly fascinating to get into the nitty-gritty of the beast that is Bitcoin. Guys, don't forget to jump across to tradercob.com, get access to all your content that you need there, where the show, the podcast, all the videos and interviews that I do are there for free. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks once again, Vortex. Speak to you again soon. Bye for now. 
the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters.